I have to get my presentation voice going. I know, it's like a deja vu. Take two, action. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to A Little Bit of Wellness. I'm joined here by Tara, my first guest. Tara, welcome. How are you? Hi, Farik. Thanks so much for having me. I'm good today. How are you? I'm very well, no? Um, So, just to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I always hate these questions because it's like, do I give you everything? But I'll give you the snippet of um, my name is Tara Zagaga and I am living in Limerick in the countryside. I am originally from, um, well, half Christian, half Irish, but born in Australia. I'm a nurse by trade. I'm a twin. My favorite color is yellow. <laughs> and yeah, that's a little snippet of me. Very good. So you've um, a nice broad culture there. Um, yeah. And you have been abroad yourself um, for a while, yeah. I recently came home from Australia. I was in Australia in the Northern Territory in Darwin for two and a half years. So I only came home in March there, as I was saying to you recently. And I only came for 10 days to see my family. And then the whole pandemic took off in March. So I decided to stay. And um, here I am nearly a year later in Ireland. Well, we're glad to have you for sure. Anyway. <laughs> so just... Since you're in Australia, would you find a difference with, like, say, the people and how the culture is and how they act compared to over here in Ireland? So Australia has a lovely history in the terms of the Aboriginal people are the true Australian people. And in the Northern Territory where I was living, a large amount of Aboriginal people are living there. Most of the Aboriginal people are in the Northern Territory. In terms of acting, the Aboriginal people have such a different history to us and there is quite um, a big history of pain for them and you know we could get into it further but um, long story short they've gone through a lot in terms of their own pain and things um, with, with Western people coming in and taking over their land and you know being segmented to a certain area of Australia and only recently We'll say a few years ago, um, Aboriginal people were actually taught to not be human beings. They were being captured and treated like animals. So there you, there you go, straight away, you can see that, you know, other people looked upon them as very different to a human being. And I've worked quite closely with them and I can tell you they are absolutely lovely human beings, you know, with a big history of pain, you know. Yeah, so it's, there's kind of a big divide in the country, would, is that what you... There's a massive divide and it's quite, um, it's sad to see because I know Australians celebrate Australia Day, but I think there's a lot of conflict around that because it's quite hurtful to Aboriginal people because I think the Australia Day represents maybe when they conquered Australia, but that's quite unfair for our Aboriginal people because they're the true original Australians, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Um, it's a bit like here, we have the North and ourselves. Yeah, true, a divide again in people and cultures and religion and whatever causes it. Yeah, it's amazing. And you were nursing yourself over in Australia, weren't you? Yeah, I was nursing in yeah Royal Darwin Hospital. So it was quite a busy hospital and a surgical ward. And I was there for two years, probably full-time working as a nurse there, yeah. Uh, and how would you compare? You've nursed in Ireland as well. Would you? Is there much difference in the healthcare systems um, between yeah, the there's two? There's a massive difference, I feel. Um, as you know, a lot of Irish nurses immigrate to Australia, but I often feel it's because there's just a better work-life balance in Australia. There's not 12-hour shifts. There's more staff, so they can rotate on a three-shift uh, rotation. So you just have a easier sense of life. It's not so burnout. In Ireland, I feel like you burn out very quickly because I've experienced it and I can see from other people there's quite a high burnout rate and when there's burnout rate there's no passion people are you know scraping for energy and it can be quite a hard work environment I found myself in Ireland you know. Yeah it's just everything that seems to go on in Irish health system like you've seen the, the dispute with nursing pay and everything it's, it's I think it's highly unfair on nurses really like over here. It's I know there's a lot to be said and still done, I think, to recognize maybe what nurses do. And I remember recently was it a politician saying that nurses should be grateful that we're working in our vocation, that many of us aren't lucky enough to be working in our vocation. But just because that might be something where we're born with it, we still need to get paid and we still need to be valued and we need to be looked after just like anyone. Otherwise, if you don't look after, we're not going to stay and we're going to leave and go somewhere where, you know, life is treated us, you know, better. Yeah, 100%. It's only fair, really. It's something hopefully that it gets looked in at in the next years, really. 
Exactly. And now with COVID, maybe there's quite a highlight on the whole area of the health sector and how much we really are at the front line and putting our lives and our you know health at risk. Yeah. 100%. Hopefully in the next few years, maybe COVID will be like positive and it actually has a good impact with them kind of things, you know. Exactly. And since you're home, you have explored a bit of a career change. Um, so you're gone from nursing. <laughs> you. Well, not gone. I'm always going to have nursing as my, you know, my background, my foundation of you know, the career I went into. But recently, um, I've just started to explore the areas that I will say I picked up a lot of skills along the way. So yoga, I became a yoga teacher um, back in 2018 for a month. I did a course. Then I picked up Reiki, you know, dealing with the energy bodies of, you know, our bodies. And then I picked up um, recently, well, actually, I got the crystal sound balls, but um, that's all incorporated into the same topic of wellness and yoga and healing and prevention of diseases rather than, you know, um, looking after people because I've spent quite a lot of time at the end of, um, we'll say the river of life and people have already made the bad decisions, made the wrong choices, and we're dealing with, you know, trying to get them back to their health. Whereas I think I would be more passionate going forward working in prevention because it's quite, you know, it's more uplifting, I think. The river of life. I, I, I like that, the river of life. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing an analogy in, in university, a drawing of the river of life, and it's stuck in my mind. And ever since, I've really enjoyed that analogy to work with, you know. Yeah, it's first time I've heard it now. It's just really, it's a really nice description of it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you did a yoga class this morning, did you? Yeah, and I have one at seven o'clock this evening, one-on-one. Um, the one I had this morning was free, it was live on Instagram. I said last night I was in bed and I was like, you know what, I need to not be so afraid. I need to go and, um, you know, forward with the things that I feel like are helping people and, you know, put it out there. So I had a free live yoga class and I was delighted to get up. Once I was up and moving, I was fine. But when the alarm went off, I was like, no, I can't. But then once I was up, I was really happy and... Um, yeah, that's kind of a, a little rough idea of the a yoga class, you know, starting with the breath work, moving through the body movements, and then ending with some guided meditation to release, you know, um, the ego mind and work with some chakras and things. Very nice. And uh, you said you did a yoga course for a month. Where did you do that again? I did it in Bali, in Santosha, so in Indonesia, Bali, a small island there for one month. Yeah, it was pretty powerful stuff. Right. And did you go there deliberately, like is in purely for the yoga course or was it a holiday and you you ventured in into yoga afterwards? Or I remember I was working in Australia for one year, like full time. And I was kind of due a holiday. I was like, I need to go on a holiday. And I'm not the type of person who like wants to go on a holiday um, and sit by a pool and drink mojitos all day. You know, at this age of my life, I'm trying to just learn as much about myself and, you know, the journey of life. And I decided to go and do something, but also incorporate a holiday. So a yoga course just stood out to me. And before that, I had never even done, I'd done one yoga class in my whole life. So it was really throwing into the deep end, like I arrived there, never having really done much yoga. But um, it was quite coincidental how I chose the yoga place that I went to, the book, The Power of Now. I had read maybe six years previously up the fields in Tempelate on a summer's day. And this particular yoga class or yoga school said that you need to read the book, The Power of Now, before you come here. And I was just like, ding, 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 I've read this. And it was kind of the one book that set a light bulb off in my mind about just the spiritual journey of life and being more of a conscious being. And for me, that was like a big synchronicity and a sign. So I went there and I did my teacher training yoga and it was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like, you know, little things like that. It's amazing when you go to explore something new that something kind of you know, aligns itself like that. It's really cool. Yeah, you need to look out for the signposts. <laughs> and what was Bali like? It's, it sounds like a really class country. There's something about it like, you know. Oh my God, have you been? I haven't, but I definitely want to go. I see, I have a friend over there and it just, it just seems so casual. There is such humbleness. The people don't seem overly rich. They seem quite a lot of them are poor, but there is a very spiritual feeling that I get when I'm there. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, even like I have an incense lighting now, but in Bali, they light incense every day and it's all to like get rid of evil spirits. And they 
create these little bamboo plates with um, sweets and chocolates, and they're all offerings to the gods. So they're really recognizing evil spirits and trying to do good. And um, yeah, it's an, it's an amazing place to go, you know. And being in Darwin, I just utilized it because it was only like an hour's flight. So I made sure, you know, I made the most of being close to this country, you know. Yeah, that was handy. That was nice how it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Just you're on about there, like kind of getting rid of the spirits. What are them things? Do you know? Um, you might know what they are. Do you know them things that go on? You hang in your bed. It's like a little. What, what are they called well, again? It's a dream catcher one, and that's to catch your dreams. But there's also the evil eye one to take away like evil spirits and yeah, yeah. little things that you can use if you're you know a believer of different energies and things. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say they like really work. Like you know, I see loads yeah. of people. Really, Only like, one way to find out. <laughs> Exactly, hundred percent. And just with yoga, then, so like a lot of people have this kind of preconceived idea. It's all like about stretching and flexibility. Like, what is yoga for you? And there's like different styles of yoga. I've heard of Ashtanga. Butcher that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's a lot of language around yoga. It's the same in any new job. If you go into the medical field, there'll be another new language. But for me, like some things stand out, like the saying "chiti um, vriti naroda," which means ceasing the fluctuations of the mind. And for yoga, yoga for me is about like stopping the monkey mind, getting connected to our breath, our body, and our mind, all connected to one. And they call a thing called pranayama, which is life force energy. And yoga isn't about looking amazing and going into a pose. It's not about getting out of breath. It's about slowing down, coming back, coming into your body, feeling connected, feeling grounded, you know, feeling a real sense of being present in your body because the rat race of life has caused a lot of us to move out of our body because we're worrying about the future. We're thinking about the past. We're trying to get this done. Whereas yoga just puts the brakes on everything it stops you and you just learn this amazing tool that I think you'll carry for life, which I have. And obviously straight after doing it, I just was practicing myself. But now I've come to a point in my life where I'm like, this works amazingly for me. So I want to share these tools and skills, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And like, especially like I noticed there with like loads of older people, my grandparents, as they got older, they lost like mobility so fast and, I just think like a huge target market, like for the likes of you around for the local people would be like people during their mid fifties, like you're saying prevention rather than cure, like, yeah. you know, back pain, everything. It's such a great thing with arthritis and all that. Like, Absolutely. So. Because there is so much strengthening within it, you know, but for me, it's not about strengthening. The strengthening just comes as a bonus. That's going to be there, you know? So you're totally right because there is a lot of people who suffer with back pain and people who are stiff, you know, sometimes when I get into some of my poses, the girls or the guys who are watching are like, how are you so flexible? But I never was always that flexible. It's true yoga. It's true moving. It's true waking up our body, true opening up the chakras that might be blocked and loosening out those limbs, letting go of worry and stress. And that just makes your body more like, you know, like a little jelly, you know? Yeah, it's sure like yoga is proven to be like the, one of the main relievers of like cortisol from the body, like our stress hormone. So it's amazing like how it's, it's more beneficial nearly for our minds than our actually bodies itself and how exactly. you can connect together, like you were saying. So, exactly. Yeah, and, and certain movements, you know, we'll say movements that connect with your tummy and your abdomen um, is actually like activating the parasympathetic nervous system and all those things is going back to what's chemically going on inside the body and if we can activate the <clears throat> nervous system that slows down things and that like um, produces the hormones that tell us we're safe rather than adrenaline fight and flight then like subs subsequently you're reducing the size of your telomeres all these things then help you live a longer life because as you know stress causes us to you know maybe burn out quicker and you know not make the right choices for our bodies <laughs> and with your own experience so like a lot of studies are like suggesting that women are kind of the ones that get most exposure to yoga um like the ratio of female to males is really like high in the favor of females like what would you say to if there's men out there looking at this and they might want to try a yoga session with you or anything what would your message be to men to maybe explore that 
I like did um, a private class before kind of COVID took off and when the restrictions were open and I did a private class with two women and a husband and out of the three of them the husband was the best he was so good I was actually kind of flabbergasted and I asked him afterwards how are you so good at it like and he just it's like he had done it before and he had said years ago he had done it and um I made a poster not that long ago advertising, you know, doing yoga. And there have been several guys who have called me, but it was um, a kind of an issue trying to get a venue just with COVID times. But um, Zoom call is working out really um, well, to my surprise. I wasn't thinking it would be good, but it's worked out fantastic, really. And you don't have to drive anywhere. You just create your little space in your room. And um, yeah, absolutely. Like yoga isn't just for girls it's for it's it's for our bodies it's for it doesn't it's no sex is on it it's for us humans you know to enjoy most of the yoga comes from um krishna macharya and they're all indian gurus and most of them were men you know yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah it's like the origins of india or origins from india like you'd never really like associate anything indian from the past with like it's always male orientated like so it's yeah it's, how that happens yeah. but yeah um so have you any details on like classes for future so people can kind of know what to get into at the moment it seems i'm kind of like um putting a lot of my energy and just advertising and showing people what i'm kind of manifesting on my instagram and that's just um you'll find my name's tara underscore zagaga and then a little bit on facebook but i'm trying to just stick to the one and um, some people have reached out on Facebook and that's fine. I might put a little bit here and there, but just hit me up on social media or email me. My email address is also um, out there, tarazagaga at yahoo.ie. So yeah, one-to-one or group. Like if you have a family who's interested or like an uncle or an aunt, get a few people, get a Zoom call going and we go from there, you know, and see, do you like it? It might work out for you and it might not. But um, the biggest thing is it's so beautiful. And for me, it's a tool that I appreciate so much you know uh, that's great it's great to have something that's an outlet you know it's for you and you can once you can share it with other people joe it's fantastic when you have the ability to do that i know i'm so glad i actually come to that point i suppose where i can share it because many of us i suppose going to teach training yoga i didn't go into to become really like this massive teacher i came into just to learn about it myself and really absorb myself in this one month but i came out of it just realizing this is so amazing that I eventually want to teach it and little by little then I had the confidence to just teach it and now it's just so nice because you just see the benefits at the end of the class it's just so nice when the person gets up from after the guided meditation and they're just so just you can see it it's just like it's like a drug but they've taken nothing no alcohol no cigarettes it's their own breath that's done this for them and that's a powerful insight for a person to experience you know yeah, it's amazing the power that like just exercise activity and connecting with your body and mind has. Like it's just it's better than any drug. I always say it's like so beautiful. We're so lucky. We have everything we need within us, you know. Yeah, definitely. And with yoga, it leads us on to our kind of next topic. So yoga would really enable us to kind of flourish as human beings. I know it's something that you're really interested in. Uh, for just the viewers that don't know what flourishing is, flourishing is basically uh, functioning at your optimum human self basically um what does that mean to you becoming this amazing flower i just think of flowers when i think of flourishing but um flourishing is yeah becoming the best version of yourself and trying to be like a lot of it comes back to the psychology of our mind and i remember in nursing school lear- learning the triangle um maslow higher hierarchy of need and at the top of that was self-actualization so at the bottom is like you need a sheltered home you need food you need water and you need love then self-esteem then comes self-actualization and those things for me I think in the end would mean I really flourished you know I I spent this journey of my life and becoming a flourished version but it can be very difficult because it's all about the people around you as well. And if they're not also flourishing, they're going to be trying to trigger you. You know, they're trying, going to be trying to piss you off. They're going to be trying to get you down into their level of psyche. So, you know, flourishing is amazing, but it's a challenge. But, you know, everyone can do it. We just have to be awake and try not to be so triggered by, you know, other energies and protect your energy, you know. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, like a lot of it, I just feel it has to do, like in terms of you're saying there, the people around us, like our social well-being is so like vital for, you know, our actual being able to flourish. Like I see like social integration is a huge factor. Corey Keyes does great work on it. He's an American sociologist and he has five main mm-hmm. factors for like it, to be able to flourish. Yes. One of them is social integration. And basically that's how you integrate with the people around you. Um, so you like you'd see so many kids there when they're growing up and they just don't have a lot of friends and it's amazing how it's very hard for them to flourish mm-hmm. and maybe it comes for them later in life when they go to college and they actually meet people that are interested in the same things they are next thing you see suddenly oh wow look at what they're doing now after being so quiet in school and everything mm-hmm. and it's fascinating how them things kind of happen like you know it's wonderful to see because it's just that person accessing the inner power within them and realizing what an amazing person they are. And then they allow themselves to flourish. But if you have a negative um, pain body and you talk to yourself quite negatively, you're preventing yourself from flourishing. But a, a lot of it comes from our childhood or maybe past ancestral things that we've been passed down. So it's each person's responsibility to recognize that. And at the end of the day, if someone has caused you pain and sorrow, it's your responsibility to heal yourself. And going forward, then you need to make the right choices that, you know, you protect your energy and, you know, you allow yourself to flourish, as you were saying. And yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as in the things that are put in front of us, as in the difficulties and the challenges, I think there to make us grow and become oh. better if yeah. you're all about your mindset towards mm. said situation and try making the best of it you know yeah yeah absolutely and like you just hope that you have the tools and the coincidences in your life to let's say like me learning the yoga and going to do that yoga it's led me to I suppose make wiser choices in my life but I suppose you just have to be able to give yourself that time you know I easily could have gone on a holiday on a crazy party holiday and I've had those party holidays but then there comes a point where you're like I've been there I've done that you know now I'm going to maybe look after myself a bit more or learn about myself you know yeah definitely um a lot of people kind of I just know what I say around here in terms of meaning and things like that they just struggle to find especially in an area like we are it's a rural community there's not a lot to be doing and m- most people look I've been here and worn a t-shirt now and I'm talking about this but like just go down to the pub have a few points and that's it <laughs> But like again each person's attitude like we live on a small island like we have glenn and we have like shannon river we should all be doing water sports we should all own a canoe or a kayak we should own windsurfing like why are we so afraid to like enter the water and explore what the water has to offer like sailing you know i've recently did i did some sailing with my dad here in fine sailing club it's about your perspective and if you want to stick with the people who go down drinking to the pub all when and good that's all maybe that will come out of it you know you might get a shift by the end of the night but like what's the likelihood of that relationship you know you need it's kind of better to enter a conscious relationship that happens in the soberness rather than maybe the unconscious because you know i'm not sure like there's such a high rate of divorce and separation and you know i have it in my own family so i think going forward you know it's trying to make wise decisions in terms of you know all those (laughs) unconscious decisions we make i actually wrote down i because i was reading that book you know by eckhart tolle and um i must because i often write things down but this is what it says human beings are meant to evolve into conscious beings and those who do not will suffer the consequences of their unconsciousness and, you know, when you drink alcohol and all these things, you become unconscious, you know, your, your state of being, but you're going to make bad decisions, but then you're going to have to suffer with the consequences. So yeah. there's so much on our um, doorstep at the same time park. We have, the, you know, the high field. We can go running in nature. We can go to, to a river, up to the windmills, go off into the forest and get lost for yourself and bring a compass. It's about going outside of your, that comfort zone and not being afraid to be alone, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of it is uh, kind of mindset. We always focus on what we don't have instead of what we actually have right here. Do you know, you've we've all, you know, flourish and be, you know, acted as people, make ourselves better and the people around us. So yeah. it's just you see things really is what makes them. Do you know, yeah. and we're in we're in our own way of flourishing. We can all flourish, but often we stop ourselves maybe just because we're just we're so identified with that that person who we are that oh we're the person that always looks at the glass half full rather than the glass 
you know, or the glass half empty rather than the glass half full. But um, it's totally your mindset. And once you start changing your mindset and you start becoming more of a positive self-talker to yourself, you will notice so many people around you. And when they talk negatively, I even see with my younger cousins, I'll always correct them and say, well, what's positive about the situation? Because I'm sick of hearing this negative. Oh, this is this, this is it. Let's talk more positively. And then they get used to the fact that, okay, we're around Tara. We can't be talking in this negative self-talk because she just won't tolerate it. We need to talk positive. And that's how it is. It's like a, a catalyst to change. And hopefully the people around you want to flourish too, you know, flourish together. Yeah. And I think a major part of it too, um, say like we learn initially like as kids through behavior. So like it's what our parents do and things like that. And I'm very grateful for, what my, everything my parents have done they've given me countless opportunities but there was still kind of that mindset growing up that there you know it was that Irish nature Irish culture is complain about things it's this it's that um I think we're moving more towards though that when the next generation come like please god if many of us can have families and things and if we're blessed in that way that we can actually nurture our kids and say this is how you behave you know this is how you act and that's yeah. how most of the life really you know because you know, there's such a big part of you know your family and you know it can be hard as well if you come from a family where there is maybe you know um, toxic behaviors whether it's overuse of alcohol or you know violence it can be quite difficult and traumatizing and it can be hard to get out of and things like that but I suppose you just have to work with what you have and you know try not to fall into the same boat as that person um and try to you know protect your vibration and do the things that increase your vibration you know yeah 100 percent um another thing as well just with flirting um basically like a lot of people you know it's like they might judge other people straight away and like you said there you don't know what's going on in someone else's life like yeah. there could something going on in their family and that's maybe why they're behaving in a certain way and it's just important to kind of for people to realize that just because something about someone it doesn't necessarily mean it's true so take face value still be kind to them and so at least know yourself you are true to yourself you were being a good person and so that's what it's all about really yeah absolutely and at the end of the day like if you're able to look at someone and, and talk something bad about them, it's often your ego that's going to be talking bad about them because our ego always wants to find faults in other people because it purely makes us feel better about ourselves. But you must recognize that that's a, not a great tendency in you, but don't hate that about you. Just observe it, love it because you still have to, that's your shadow self. You still have to accept those parts about you um, because if you talk negatively, then it's just like a, a vicious cycle. You need to change the psychology of your brain and talk positive and then um, just become the observer. It's so important to step back from your thoughts and be like, that was really mean of me to say that. Like, why would I be so mean to speak about a person like that? Like, do I not think I'm good enough that I can maybe point out the good things in that person? And that's so powerful, you know? And you're going to feel better because it's like anything when you give money to a poor person on the streets you actually release release a chemical in your body um i'm not sure which chemical it is maybe it could even be a bit of a dopamine but it's that feel good chemical that i've just done something really nice for a person and all those chemicals actually help you again flourish help you live longer they're all those feelings you know yeah um it's just it's the little things too you know like you said pointing out the positives in someone and it's amazing how just changing kind of your mindset and like I you said, know. embrace the bad point. Like say, if you did, if you did say something mean to someone, at least if you change your mindset and see that as, okay, well, I can do better next time. It's an opportunity to grow instead of dwelling on it completely and saying, oh my God, that was horrible. Do you know, it's actually, yeah. oh no, I rectified, do you know? Just recognize it. Exactly. It's not about yeah. beating yourself up about it because then that's not self-love for you. It's just about recognizing it. And the minute you recognize it, you're just that's such a powerful position because then the ego can't exist the ego nearly feels attacked because it's like oh my god she's on to me and she knows now that like you know her thoughts and her self-talk or whatever wherever that comes from is actually not her and then that's when that person that man or woman starts to flourish because they realize i'm not going to identify with these thoughts any longer they're so negative have because they've either come from a teacher or a father or a, an older figure who's maybe said negative things to you and then just as a child we learn okay this must be who i am i'm clumsy i'm stupid i can't do maths and we ingrain it in ourselves. But if you change it around and you say, 
I'm so balanced, I'm beautiful, then you're just gonna, you know, outsmart the ego. So it's cool. Yeah, that's the win right there, just recognizing it. It's just you're yeah. you're, you're you're halfway there. Like people don't yeah. really just yeah. even acknowledging, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I did that well. It's you're like yeah. you're already reflecting and reflection is really important and then use that reflection to move forward, you know. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Like everything, even as a nurse, like, you know, I'm not going to slate doctors, but I'm just saying that sometimes nurses, we thought, oh, doctors will know everything. But often you'll have a, a trainee doctor coming in, trying to put a needle in for the first time. And you're kind of like, oh my God, I thought you'd be so good at this, but you might just, you know, have been doing it longer, but they have to learn to make small mistakes as well. Just as when I first started doing, you know, needles, I had to make mistakes. And the people have to give you forgiveness. And that's all we can ask for is forgiveness because we might've been, you know, unconscious when we made decisions in the past, but you know, all we can ask for is forgiveness and then try to move on and be more a conscious person, you know? Yeah. Forgiveness is, it's, I think it's such an underrated, you know, act. It's so important because yeah. else, you're actually, you're letting go of so much that is weighing you down. Like you don't even realize it that if, like so many people know i the mindset i've kind of adopted say if someone does something to me i re i don't take it personal because mm -hmm. that's their action and i can't like i can't influence their action and that's okay you know it's there's nothing we can do about it so there's not forgiving is kind of the best way to do it i think i know and my dad this is really mean sometimes but my dad says this and i actually don't really like it but he says like if I insult you, Tara, it's your choice to get insulted or not. You can choose. You can get insulted and take it personally, or you can not get insulted. But I, I, at the same time, I think, like, why would you say something mean to me? Like, I think that's, like, not nice. So do I, like, not stay around that person? But at the end of the day, they're, they're kind of like, I'm half of them. So I'm trying to forgive them. But if you're going to keep saying not nice things to me, I'm not going to stay around you. Like... Oh. It's actually amazing. Um, like uh, Carol Riff, um, he does a theory basically on positive relationships, things like that. It's Riff scale yeah. of psychological well-being. But one of the things in it is like social well-being and how it increases with age and how basically the actual whole purpose of it, it's how you give less of a shit as you get older, what people say about you. So, you know, it's... Absolutely, it, yeah, it, that makes sense. Yeah, you hear our elders all the time like it's that i don't care what they say and you become more comfortable in your own skin i think is what it's really all about is in like yeah. i'm me and i am happy with that so yeah. if someone would be happy that's okay but yeah. a lot of the people we do hear it from they kind of have a mindset that they don't care how they impact other people either which isn't necessarily the right way to go but yeah that's nearly like being just mean like it's like why would you still be mean you know so but that's for you to recognize it you can nearly just recognize it laugh at that person and think think maybe but then at the same time you need to be aware like are you going to think oh that poor person they obviously have pain inside them but you need to be aware is that your ego talking because you're trying to be like oh i'm more healed than that person so there's a lot of that as well and even as you are getting more into finding your power and your passion you have to kind of keep your ego in check as well and that's tricky because with social media it is a lot of it's driven by ego if we're not being our our authentic self we're often trying to get likes and that's just your ego again so there's so much about the psychology of our brains and our minds you know we could talk about it for days <laughs> it could be, this could be like a never-ending podcast because yeah. i'm I'm just gonna sit here and meditate in, <laughs> in silence <laughs> So if you were to sum up, basically, if you could give three tips for people on how to best flourish, what would you give them? Um, as I was kind of mentioning before, um, I, I don't know, this kind of goes back to self-care, but you need to sit down with a pen and paper and look at what brings you the most happiness, where you are feeling the most alive and passionate, whether it's running around up the fields with ear pods in your, in your ears and you're listening to the best soundtrack ever and you're just really dancing and letting all your worries go um, and writing down a list. And then as well, looking back at your childhood 
and looking at what made you the most happiest as a kid, what were you most involved with? Was it playing trucks? Was it with animals? Was it swimming? And connect back into your inner child and don't be afraid to let the adult responsibility go for a while and really just get into your inner child a bit more because that inner child wants to kind of connect with that adult person. It's still there. We all have that inner child and we often can learn a lot from just observing children, how they're very in the present moment. They just start fiddling with something or playing in a box and just being in the present moment of life and and taking time out maybe for yourself and just checking in with yourself and how you're feeling maybe if it's around like comfort eating I know I can comfort eat like I don't smoke I'm not a drinker but I do tend to eat maybe one or two extra biscuits or like I'll even just just eat too many lollies and stuff but then you need to check in with yourself and say, why am I doing that? Where am I feeling maybe unease? Where am I feeling anxious? And why? Because one sweet, two sweets is fine. But when you eat the whole bag, you don't feel good. And that's not self-love. So it's about as well observing. And that's something that I'm definitely working on even, you know, at the moment, because, you know, life's always challenging us. But we need to just just be in check more with our bodies as to why we're doing the things we're doing and just become more of an observer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you mentioned then self-care there. So I know that's an important aspect of your life to way you speak about it. So what does self-care mean to you and why is it so important in your life? <laughs> um, self-care... <laughs> is about calling in sick every day to work and saying you're on self-care no it's not um self-care is so about slowing down like I know when I was in Australia like and I worked full-time you know and full-time is such a it's it's a lot and then I looked at other people and they were only on we'll say 0.7 whereas I would have been on 0.10 and the other person might have been having much more energy to just be more just having more energy whereas when you overwork yourself what's the point of anything if you're just going to be burnt out at the end of it so often self-care is about slowing down taking time out for yourself not trying to keep up with the joneses because then you're overworking you're trying to accumulate so much stuff we don't leave this earth with anything so i think by slowing down enjoying the things that truly make you happy from a non-egotistical point of view more of the letting go releasing dancing singing doing the fun stuff um that's a lot recently that i've realized with self-care and setting healthy boundaries can be tricky for some people as well even myself setting healthy boundaries surrounding myself with people that recognize good things in me and want to you know vibrate at a higher level rather than maybe do unhealthy habits like you know anything smoking drinking too much alcohol a lot of those things you know there's so much around self-care you know and I think each person knows it within themselves if they're giving it to themselves or not I don't think self-care is sitting in front of Netflix all day long maybe yeah now and again it's fine but even when you're sitting in front of Netflix you're often just reenacting like you're watching a movie and you're imagining your life being like that whereas get out and actually be in your life you know, it's happening right now. Go for a walk, play in nature, you know? Yeah, the amount of people though, that I ask, like like with self-care, it's like this, this topic and they're like, oh, that's, I can't do that because influencers go on about it and all this. But it's, it's actually, it's two four-letter words. It's very basic. But the amount of people I speak to, and I just ask them, what do you enjoy doing? And they look at me as if I have four heads in me. It's like, Oh yeah, I uh, watch Netflix when I might join my free time and I kind of just like might eat something nice or something like that. I was like, but is there anything that you do that you enjoy that is beneficial to you? And they're just like, they're mystified, you know, as in as into what it could be. And yeah. to be able to take up, Bobby, to know what to do or mm-hmm. if they see things that are, you know, they see, oh, this person here goes for a walk on the beach and they have, they say it's great for them because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then they go and do that because someone else is doing it, but they actually don't know what's inside them and what they want. That's, yeah, that's so massive. Like doing something just because you see someone else doing it and they're making it look nice. You need to do what makes you happy. And there's such a feeling of um, coming into your own power and just who you are as a person when you find out what truly makes you happy. And when you dedicate the time, you know, whether it's you, you say to your children, you know, you know, go for a walk with your dad. I'm going to spend the next hour at my desk painting a beautiful picture on this blank canvas. 
with a you know incense burning and the playlist music on and it's about just creating those boundaries and doing something for yourself that you haven't done in a while just changing up the status quo don't be just in a monotonous cycle of life like netflix now or something else a bit of it's fine and stuff but i feel like life's going away from you and you're just watching Netflix will be there for the rest of all our lives and it will constantly be putting up new shows new this but it's all other people's lives and your life is right now and it's so important to just be doing what you love yeah uh, like you're actually right because I think people get so bogged down by like a series they watch or anything and <laughs> they're just trying to like take off a character and just like oh yeah I want to be like this. and then when some little thing goes wrong like all them series people forget they're dramas and then to have these making small deals into huge deals and then yeah. it's obviously influencing people's mindsets that when something comes a cropper in their life that they have to react like their the reactions are in the storyline to make it like a big drama instead of being oh okay i'm in control of the situation i can be calm i know myself i trust myself okay. that what the things to do that'll make this better do you know yeah it's, yeah and it's about realigning, you know, I work with chakras as well, you know, the seven chakras starting from the spine all the way up to the root. And it's about getting connected to your chakras in terms of speaking your truth, having a higher vision, um, you know, using your intuition, listening to your trust. All these things are harbored within our body. And if we're not in alignment, it's like having a violin our violin will go out of tune and our bodies will go out of tune if we've spent time around not such healthy habits. But once you start working with your body and doing what your body truly wants and is taking care of your body, your body will resonate at a higher frequency and that helps with your immune system. It helps with everything. I haven't got COVID yet, thank God. None of my family really have. And all these things um, have a massive knock-on, beautiful, beneficial, you know, side effect about, you know, and with chakras, Terry, if you just don't mind giving a few notes on them, a small because I'm not majorly familiar with them actually myself. So you were talking about um, like chakras for me and the different ones for you or what, what kind of way does it work? Everyone has the same seven chakras. It, one starts at the root and it's, it's, it's the pelvis. So it's the base of your spine. Um, and that is the root chakra. Then the next one is the sacral chakra on the tummy underneath the belly button. Then you have the solar plexus above the belly button. Then you have the heart chakra. They all have different colors, but the colors never change. So green is heart chakra. Blue is communication, throat chakra. Then you have third eye intuition. Then you have crown chakra. And basically how we learned it was that in our body, these chakras are like a motorway going through our body, sending signals you know, up and down our spine because our spinal cord is the main motorway to our brain. But... If your chakras are blocked, if you have back pain, anything like that, then all your side motorways, so all the side roads which come out from your main chakra motorways, it will go out of tune. You'll have aches and pains. There will be um, symptoms of having blocked chakras. But working with chakras, you know, there's lots of different things you can do from mantra to sounds, um, like even humming the word om over the whole exhalation. Om was the sound the earth made they believe when it was first created it made this sound um they even say if you do it to babies it soothes babies and animals this um sound and that vibration actually helps like on on we say release any blockages same with the sound bowls i have the seven of them when you you know resonate them and when you create a sound on them they create this vibration which moves through the bodies and because the bowls are made of 99.9% .9 quartz crystal, we have crystals within our bones, crystalline. We actually have crystals within, within our bones. And those crystals resonate with the frequency in our body. So it creates this vibration within our body, which starts to loosen up any blockages and release and open up the chakra, you know? Got to do with anything. It can be heart pain, throat pain, pain from past you know, trauma, all these things. Uh, can you feel all this while like you know you're doing it like and would you have to be able to activate it or could if I started doing it now would you have to coach me 100% through and would it take me a while or could you just um, straight 
a lot of it, I incorporate a lot of it in my class because it's best to get grounded, get lying in your Shavasana, which is dead man pose, fully on your mat and put a blanket around you to feel as safe and comfortable as possible. And then I would work a little bit with the breath first before we just get into it, because you want to make sure you're relaxed and your parasympathetic nervous system is all activated and you're in a, in a space to feel um, the vibration because um, they believe that the whole earth, we are all a frequency and a vibration and our body resonates with other things of vibration. And you were on about different cultures, we'll say from Ireland to Australia. Recently in Eckhart Tolle's book, he speaks about older countries having a denser energy frequency because of past histories of, you know, um, the baby and the nuns, the priest abusing children, all this past history carries energy and that energy can be quite dense and dense just means it's foggy it's cloudy energy but when you go to younger countries like Australia and Canada the energy is much more lighter you can feel it the minute you step off the plane you're just like there's a feeling in the air and that all comes to you know just the frequency of the people around there because it, it makes sense if there's a country that has had a lot of history of pain and trauma the people will be carrying it within their bodies you know yeah, it's, it's amazing the way you say it, like you can feel it when you get off the plane, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I wonder, like, like you'll be saying there about behaviour, how we learn through behaviour, but I wonder is it more than that, the way kind of you're describing it, like through the history, like it's being carried on. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I actually, I'd love to actually try that someday with you. Um, yeah, I'm totally up for giving you a class and seeing how you feel. It works. Because at the start, I remember being worried that, maybe the sound wouldn't come true so much for the, the girls and the class I was doing on the other side um, compared to being in an actual room because it really has a loud resonant vibration. Like you just turn it with a mallet, but the minute you take it away, it continues to sound. And the sound waves actually go from the left hemisphere of the brain to the right. You can feel like so much different things. And like one time I wanted to be part of the class and I was like, how can I be part if I'm doing it? So I got my mom to do it. I was like, mom, I trust you. Like just, it's so easy to do. So I lay there, but I actually had quite a bit of a pain coming down my left hand and I could feel it coming out of my hand, but I just let the noise and the energy work with my body. I was constantly breathing and all it's all about releasing. So on your exhalation, that's when you release, you're always releasing and you're inhaling all the good stuff. But it's normal to have maybe aches and pains um, once they're not excruciating, because that can just be the body doing its thing, releasing and getting rid of any toxins that might be stuck or harbored there from old pains that you're carrying, you know? Yeah, it's and I wonder, like, just from your experience, would a lot of it have to come down to the frame of mind you come into the class? Would you need to be in an open kind of mind that you think that this is going to work for you? And maybe I if you would help. I think it would help. Yes, but at the end of the day, if you're coming to the class, you're coming with a curiosity to um, see it and to feel it. And if you're going to sit there and your eyes are closed and you're just going to like be critical of the sound, then you're just living in the past. Whereas if you're just in the present moment, and like our philosophy teacher Sebastian always taught us, he said, "Don't accept, don't reject, just contemplate." You can't accept, reject, just contemplate it. Don't have an answer for it straight away. Just contemplate, give it a go, you know, don't say yes, don't say no, just contemplate, give it a chance. And um, your body is always trying to heal itself. Our body is always trying to send us signals when we have something wrong with us, whether it's pain. Like for me, when I have pain, I rarely take, I, I'm so stubborn and like, I know I'm a nurse, but I'll rarely take a tablet because I just feel like, I want to abs like abs observe the pain. I don't want to numb the pain because if I numb the pain, that's our body is telling us we have a pain for a reason. Whether we have a pain in our head, we need to drink more water. We need to get fresh air. You don't just pop a Panadol. What? Yeah. That's not an answer, you know? <laughs> it's clearly something we're doing in our lives. And Western medicine is so much about, oh, you have a pain. Here's a pill. And it just yeah. hurts me because that's not the answer, you know? <laughs> I'm, it's such a big problem like same though pre prevention over cure like you know, if you're doing the right things if you're eating healthy if you're getting active active you're not going to be sick you know it's just a proven fact like but i love what you said there you're on about your um your teacher your philosophy teacher and that uh, he said to just contemplate i always say never make decisions under pressure or never make rushed decisions yeah it's like you know even like in relationships and things like that people often react 
instead yeah. let it just let it sit and if you still feel the same way and then you know when you're more in a better yeah. state of mind yeah. but let things sit like and like, as well the other thing is like whatever is divinely for you is belong to you you know and they say what's for you won't pass you if you're magnetically meant to be with someone you'll just be with that person whereas if you try to force it is it the ego that wants the person you know if you give each other space maybe you can do your own self-discovery and come back a fabulous more better version of yourself rather than people so many relationships it's all triggering one another and it's there's a lot of relationships that are, I think it's so tough I'd say to be in a relationship if if you can I don't know I don't know how I'm going to be in a relationship one day but I just hope I'll be a good version of um you know myself and be conscious you know yeah but when you go back to self-care like um like I remember having a conversation about it with you recently but like you have to love yourself before you're going to go and give your love to someone else because yeah. if you love who you are and everything about you like you're going to be self-conscious thinking okay what are they thinking of me and you're going to overthink everything and yeah. there's emotions there that are coming and it's impossible to deal with it. it's impossible yeah. to make it work unless you do you know so it, it all comes back really doesn't it yeah. yeah because you know being codependent and all these things you know um they're just not good in relation to, you know you need to you need to find out who you are and what triggers you and you know learning about yourself is so important because you know you'll free up so much um trauma and pain in relationships that can be prevented you know from whether it's insecurities and you know it's a whole other topic we could get into but yeah it's it's interesting nonetheless definitely and with yourself then is there anything in particular that you do um really for you like your self-care a daily routine that you have <laughs> yeah let me think I'm just thinking of something really funny there, but I think it's a bit inappropriate. But yeah, um, self-love, love yourself, you know, give yourself all the love that you need. And um, <laughs> and um, take what? What's the inappropriate thing? Because I'm curious that you're laughing. All <laughs> um, I have the content on YouTube not turned to um, PG, so you're okay, work away. Yeah. <laughs> You know, orgasms are good for you too, guys. So don't be afraid to have them. <laughs> I, I need water. One second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that stuff is good because you're releasing a lot of that. So that's good. And the other thing is um, taking time out. Pick up a good book and a pencil. Um, I'm reading New Earth at the moment. I read it before, but I feel like I'm, I've come back to it to read it again because um, I'm just taking a step back from work, overworking and slowing down my life. Why am I overworking so quick to achieve what? I should slow down and learn about myself because, you know, you only you get one life. So you want to take your time. Why am I in a rush, you know? So slow down, um, slow down. I think that's a big thing for me as well. Um, have a cup of tea and take your time drinking it. Look out the window observe nature remember we we're speaking about nature there's so much in nature that's so beautiful like it's springtime now the birds are all singing go for a walk with a bag of nuts and feed the robins and the birds and look closely into nature there's so many symbols and signs we get from nature that um is really powerful messages all the time you know plant a, plant a pot of flowers you do something creative that you know you've always wanted to do definitely actually it's funny you speak kind of a nature and robins and things um because like we have actually a bird house it's a small little it's not actually a bird house it's a small little thing that you can feed the birds and like and there's this one robin since christmas time he's been coming back to the stalls and my dad has started feeding him nearly every weekend like you know and he's always coming back yeah and it's nobody look in his eye it's the same one yeah but just when you said the word robin it kind of triggered me like kind of with robin's people coming back from the dead kind of they always oh, say well, i think of that robin. too is yeah. that a, that's something you've heard your parents say though i've, I've heard my mom say like oh that might be grand yeah. and out here because it's the same robin yeah and i just ever since he kind of that robin started to come to the house i started visiting my grandparents above like they're dead like but I, above in the cemetery yeah. and people think it's crazy i actually have a conversation with my grandfather yeah. i actually talk to them i tell them what's going on i tell them like you'd struggle in this imagine in this pandemic the way things are you're very social people we wouldn't be able to see and all this so it's it's amazing how like you can release by talking even if someone's not there just a nice conversation with nature nice isn't it because 
you know, there's so much around death and everyone has so many different beliefs, but often they say like the spiritual world is just a very thin veil between us and them. So that's really nice to have that conversation and honor them, you know, as spirits and beings, just because they're not there in the physical form. I'm sure they can vibrationally hear you connecting with them. So that's so nice. Yeah, it's, I think just think little things like that, like they're kind of, you can connect more with yourself and with like nature and them as well. Like, you know, I think it's an amazing kind of thing. Yeah. I was lucky enough, I know it's a bit off topic, but like I kind of, well, for years, I had no relationship kind of with God and things. Mm. And it's only in the last, say, year, year and a half that I've sort of welcomed it back. And I think the yeah. best thing is that if you do connect with your spiritual self, that you're not judged, you know, there's no, um, there's no one telling you you can't come back. Like yeah. there's oh, Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, that, that God or Jesus is always there to forgive you of all your sins. And every time, you know, you relapse and become an unbeliever, unbeliever, he always is welcoming again to be like, I'm here again whenever you need me. So, yeah, that's so nice. It's, it's like that self-acceptance, isn't it? Like, it's it's okay if you do bad, because um, now you're back again and you want to do good, you know, you're oh, forgiven. That's so nice. We're so lucky we have that you know, scope yeah. of practice to make mistakes and not be just shunned upon or thrown out straight away, you know, that he is always, you know, going to forgive and love us. But it's just so nice to, yeah, to know know that unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something we could really carry through with each other more than anything and pass on that message. Like, Yeah. yeah. That's then. But we're nearly there. I've kept you a nice bit of time. Um, you're great, though, so it has to be <laughs> talking about your one. So we just a couple of things. So I did an Instagram kind of poll thing before Christmas. And I just want to link it into this as much as I can, because a lot of people have been texting me saying, where's it gone? Where's it gone? And I'm like, OK, I have a plan to bring it back. Don't worry. Um, so I've just a few questions to you based off those polls. Yeah. And first one is, do you look more to the past or to the future? Um, I try to live in the present moment as much as possible, but that can be quite tricky because when we're trying to become a better version of ourselves, we might be looking at the past just to see that what can I carry on, you know, forward to the future. But um, I think it's important as much as possible to be in the present moment because in the future, um, the future will happen in the present moment. So the present moment is all that you ever are guaranteed. And if you're not in the present moment, then you're not creating much. You're just living in a disconnection in yourself. So present moment all the way if you can <laughs> yeah definitely um because we, we get so kind of lost in oh we need to do this we need to do that and i have this get to do this week the next thing you just get overwhelmed so easily but yeah. if you just take a step back and say okay i'm here now uh, i know i can do this in the future and i, I will do it and I, i'll act on it now instead of yes. constantly about the next thing just focus yes. on one thing at a time yeah you know? definitely um so the next one is do you believe in perfection? Like, obviously, look at me, <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, Just for any guys looking, they might want to know, are you single the way? <laughs> yeah, I'm single, but working on myself. <laughs> so hands up. Fire flowers. <laughs> so perfection, um, I don't think there's much... I don't think like worry about perfection. It's better to be authentic and be real and be your true self. There's no one else in the world who's like you, Park, and there's no one else in the world who's like me. And when we try to be like someone else, then we lose who we truly are. I think if you if you try to find who you are, then that's amazing. That's perfect in its own self. But being who you are and finding that inner power and passion and you know kindness. Um, yeah. What do you think? Are you perfect? No, I'm not, but <laughs> <You're cold. laughs> uh, the glow after lighting me, so it's very cool. uh, no, I do you know what I think actually? I think like like you said there, um what's perfect to you might not be perfect to me. Yeah. Um and I think um like say we we're talking about relationships and kind of self-acceptance and things like that. I remember Ed Sheeran actually um his song Perfect and it's like uh, I think and part of it's like you're perfect to me yeah though you mightn't see it it's that the other person like in my eyes you might be perfect but yes. you mightn't actually see yourself as perfect you know and that's kind of how i determine it i hear a load of different variables at play mm -hmm. like what's perfect to someone might be perfect for another so mm -hmm. actual outright perfection no i i don't see it 
And funny enough, you actually mentioned a part of my next question. You're on about being authentic. So it's nice that it rolled off. <laughs> so would you discuss basically authenticity and popularity kind of in modern life, particularly in social media? It's kind of a key feature I notice so, a lot. So I think try not to strive to be popular. Just try to strive to be authentic. And then if popularity comes, then great. But it's not about focusing on the popularity. It's about continuing to keep sowing the seed from your authentic self, because then that will never run out. Whereas trying to be popular because maybe it's brands of clothes and you're constantly trying to accumulate. And that's just a waste of your money really. And um, a lot of it can be ego again. So being, being authentic is um, amazing. Yeah. And do you think that people kind of, just based off your experience with people in life and things like that, do you think people strive to be more popular or do, do you think they actually want to be authentic? Um, I think a lot of people are afraid to, um, I think in order to be really authentic, you have to as well do a lot of healing possibly, you know, because, um, well, maybe just me. Well, I think there is a lot of people we can all have, you know, room to heal ourselves, but um I think there's, it's probably split. Some people are out there to be popular, but um, you'll know straight away the vibration you get, whether they're being their authentic self or um, if they're just doing it for popularity and that's, you know, that's fine for them. But um, it's just about being true to yourself, you know? Yeah, I think to like, like you were saying there, um, I just think to be authentic, I think you have to be content with yourself as an actual person and be comfortable yeah. expressing me and I'm comfortable sharing that, you know? I think a lot of people that try popular, it's it's actually not because they're like ignorant or anything like that. I think it's just because they're afraid to be anything else. Do you know, and they haven't done that yeah. healing. They're not at the stage yeah. got there yet that I'm comfortable with me, yeah. do you know? So yeah, absolutely. And each of us has a message, like each of us has a, mes a message to put out to the universe. And um, it's about looking in and not being afraid to speak up and whether that's doing a call like this or whether it's creating a private page where you don't show your identity, but you can still portray the mes message and express the message. I think that's really important because um, each person is really valuable. Um, you know, as they say in Desiderata poem, you are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here, whether you know it or not, you know, and it's about that, you know. love that. <laughs> my mom, it's actually hanging up on my wall. She bought it for me for Christmas. My mom swears by that poem. And it's kind of a poem that um, sums up life. And um, it's Desiderata. So look it up. It's, it's wonderful as well. It's funny you have a poem on your wall, because actually if... I'm not in the room at the moment, but in my kitchen, my mother nearly killed me. Um, in a big, it's not an A, it's like, what's the size of like A4 times four? Oh, I four? think you're frozen, Park. Oh, am I? Just am for I a back? second, you're good now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, but I was, I literally wrote out the poem, If, in a huge, like, massive page. I think it's like an A1. And like, I stuck it up in the middle of my kitchen, like right in the wall as soon as you walk in. But then my mother... Oh, what's it up? What's the, the poem, poem about? Um, it's it's by Rudyard Kipling. It's called If. It's basically like things like um, say, if you can, uh, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think, and not make thoughts your aim, and then if you can meet mm -hmm. with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. That's one verse of it. Well, like, I, look at you knowing it off, aren't you the real poet? <laughs> well, my grandfather <laughs> would be very unhappy if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well that's really nice i'm gonna have to look that up so yeah there you go yeah definitely learn something new every day i know absolutely all right so just to finish up uh because i've kept you nearly too long at this stage um what three recommendations would you give to listeners just if they were just starting off on this journey what would be the three main things for them to do improve their what journey are we talking about are we talking about spiritual journey a wellness journey life journey there's so many you know that's true um you've given me the, the life as a river and the motorway through our yeah. body you're very nice um yeah. anecdotes i think I, okay i think i think that um i recently heard a beautiful affirmation and the affirmation is 
the dream, um, what is it again? The dream I nurture for this life will come to fruition. So I think it's about um, going within a little bit more because we're in the age of Aquarius and the age of Aquarius is all about introversion and looking within you rather than looking outside for answers. And I think it's important that we sit with ourselves and we really contemplate what is it we feel we are here to do? Is it a dead end job and do do everything really unconsciously, you know, go out, get drunk, pick up a girl, get her pregnant? All these things like, you know, I'm not saying that happens, but some people will do that. But I think it's to sit with yourself and really go within and have a listen to what your intuition is trying to send you a message as to who you are and what kind of a message you are here to provide planet earth you know whether it's mass awakening on the planet um that's one thing i would say i hope that answers the question oh that's, yeah it's uh, your your take is all i wanted to hear that's all mm. um and as I, I just think just on that as well i think it's just very important for them to be patient so they mightn't get the answer straight away you know and people think that think of your fingers if i start doing this it's going to work it takes time mm. it, it really does yeah. With yourself, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you might be looking, it does, and it just light bulb moments. Um, but if it doesn't, like I think everyone will yeah. eventually know they'll get where they want to be, and yeah, exactly. But become curious, don't just become shut down and like giving up on yourself and just watch Netflix, do this, be a robot. You need to become curious about what's life about. Who am I? What am I here to do? What makes me happy? It's about to ignite that fire within you and just like rise like a phoenix, you know, out of the ashes. People, some of the most, some of the most awakened spiritual leaders of this lifetime and of people we know are some of the people who have gone through the worst pains and traumas. So if you've come from a, you know, a, a disturbed past or a painful past, then amazing you have so much to work with because you've experienced so much pain but at the other spectrum of pain is this unbelievable euphoric you know um enlightenment and self-actualization so um that's important oh you're gone no, I'm here. oh you're there i saw the pee so um so yeah um that's important as well you know it is and i think just uh avoid the block of a resistance to change i think it's kind of inherited in our culture that like like you were saying there if your daily life is just about watching netflix and just eating comfort food yeah. and things like that like ask yourself the question are you actually happy with this and is this what you want from your life or am i going to make a change and actually try and make that change really is like the first step is yeah. contemplation. you know um most so many people are in the state of contemplation where they haven't even made aware of the change but if you contemplate it at first and then yes. you're all fraction. So just exactly. And remember as well, I mentioned um, yesterday about in an airplane, if an airplane is going down, the number one, the two masks will say, or whatever, drop down, will say a baby and a, and a mother or father. And it will say it's the father. You have to put on your mask first, be it the adult and then the child. And it's the same for parents nowadays you have to look after yourself because if you're not looking after yourself you cannot look after your child and you come first you might love your child but you have to come first as well and i know they might be crying and they need a bottle that's fine but you need to look after yourself and it's about yourself the best project you will ever work on on this journey of life is yourself you know yeah that's i, I, I like that i think that nearly literally sums up everything we just said yeah, our best project of yeah. ourselves 100%. Tara, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I could not have picked a better first guest to have chair uh, at Dan's Park. I'm so glad I feel honoured and hopefully you got it all recorded yeah. <laughs> and we weren't on mute. So. For, for those of you who wondering, Tara did all this, the whole lot of it yesterday and it didn't record, thanks to me. <laughs> Hi guys, so we did this amazing talk and conversation and then park messaged me heartbroken and i thought maybe of course my mind thought oh maybe your dog died or something because you just put a heartbroken thing and said guess what happened i was like i hope nothing bad happened and then you're like it didn't record and i was like that's fine we can just do it again <laughs> uh, i was i was like if at first you didn't have feed, eat some cake <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have the egg, but oh. I cake so technically Oh, we could actually go into that debate. Have you ever been to the debate about is a Japanese?